Like I said last week, we are going to talk about vulnerability this week. And I have a special guest, Sam Kirkpatrick, who has blessed me with his brand, I Am Vulnerable. And I pray that he can bless you too, to have the courage to be vulnerable and lean on those around you. Talk about the things that are hard and talk about things that you may find difficult. Talk about mental health. Talk about the things that are scary and be vulnerable. You can check him out at I Am Vulnerable dot co not dot com dot co that's just dot co or on instagram at i am vulnerable underscore i'm gonna have him take it away for the rest of the show again thank you so much sam for being able and willing to share i am vulnerable with us here at sashane speaks podcast i'm so happy that you were able to do it and i thank you for your word and for you know your courage and your vulnerability I mean, honestly, it is fire. And I hope that people feel the ability to have that courage and that fire to be vulnerable and share with others the importance of being vulnerable. And knowing that vulnerability is strength, not a weakness. It is not a weakness at all. And knowing that our minds, what we think is who we are and and we need to, you know, sometimes change up the way we think. Um, to be exactly who we want to be and be around people that encourage us to be vulnerable too. love 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 I'm vulnerable you guys go ahead and support this brand support Sam anyway I'll let you take it away thank you so much for being with me here I just want to thank Sasha for having me on here I think we met in the fall summer fall of 2020 yeah I think it was like summer fall of 2020 in that holy cross active bible study so shout out tyson hugey shout out abs at holy cross it was a great time and i think we did a panel together in november of 2020 about our own testimonies and answering a lot of biblical and spiritual questions and stuff so and then we kind of connected because we're both very loud and extroverted um but yeah thank you so much for having me on here first off um founder of i am vulnerable and i'm a junior a college baseball player at Belmont University in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm originally from here, from Nashville, but I went to Holy Cross my freshman and sophomore year to play baseball there and then transferred back to Belmont um, for my final two years of college. So, yeah, that's, that's kind of a little background on me. And I'm really grateful for being back home in Nashville. It's really given me a community that I've already been connected to for a long time to kind of support me and really help this whole idea take off. So the idea for I Am Vulnerable, man, it really came from my own experiences and difficulties and mental struggles in baseball at this very, very high level. So last summer, the summer of 2022, I was playing in a collegiate summer league in Michigan but it's all throughout the Great Lakes region. It's called the Northwoods League. Okay, and the way college baseball works is you have your school season with your team in the spring. In the summer, you have to go to one of maybe there's 40 to 50 different summer leagues across the country, and that's where you try to hone your craft, play against some different competition. It's really big time for scouts to um, come see you play. and So you want to play in the best league you possibly can. So I'd always dreamed 
okay, always, the last four years, I had always wanted to play in the Northwoods League because it's a very unique league in that in these towns, and I'd say some of the predominant states are Michigan, Wisconsin, Minnesota, um, these, these towns love their Northwoods League baseball teams. It's the biggest deal to them. Each stadium has thousands of fans at the games every night. And you play a really difficult, hectic schedule that's very tough on your body. And I underestimated how hard it would be on my mind. So I was so excited to play there. We had thousands of fans. I was in Kalamazoo, Michigan, playing for the Kalamazoo Growlers. Yeah, and we had thousands of fans every night, fireworks after games, kids lining up our walk back to the locker room for autographs for 30 to 45 minutes after the game. So it was a really cool experience. But... I I really got burned out, and I want to talk a little bit more about that. It's kind of where the whole idea came from. So my sophomore season at Holy Cross, so spring of 2022, I had a really good year. And I had a really good summer in the Northwoods League last summer too, statistically. And baseball is all about stats. You're performing like – how well you, you're, you and other people think you did is based on your statistics, maybe your batting average, your fielding percentage – your on-base percentage. There's so many other, like, I'm not even going to get into all the other complex stats. They have Those are, like, the most basic ones. But, um, and it, it seemed like every single time that I found myself doing really well, statistically, right? And also not just statistically, I was playing really well in general. Um, I was afraid to let myself fully accept the success that I was having. I felt as if the person who was having that success wasn't really who I am because I wasn't letting myself believe that I was really that good. And so last last spring season, last school season at Holy Cross, I was hitting 400 at the beginning of the season, which is really, 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 really good in baseball terms. And... I try not to pay attention to stats, but it's impossible not to. There's they're everywhere. And I was like, wow, I'm doing really, really well. Am I just getting lucky? Like, am I really this good of a player? Or is this kind of a phase? Like, I'm going to go back to my normal, just average, okay player after that. And so I didn't believe that I could continue having success because I always, I, I had a, I had a high expectation for myself. However, Never really, how do I say this? Um, never really believed I could fully reach that expectation. Yeah. And so I was down in the dumps mentally. I got benched. Um, and because I, I just, it just started to deteriorate my performance because, I mean, there's a quote I love. It's like, you don't become what you want in life. You become what you believe you are. And so I believed I really wasn't that good of a player. And so instead of, like, obviously I wanted to be a really good player, but I believed that I wasn't. And so that's like, how I ended up playing. So, um, yeah, I got, I got benched, had some really, really hard weeks mentally, not sleeping, anxiety attacks every single day. Um, lost like five to 10 pounds. Just, I was down the dumps. (laughs) I was, I was so down. And, I started, I, have, I had a sports psychologist at Holy Cross that I would go and see, and I was just talking with him. And I did a lot of research. I read some really good books. There's a really good book called The Obstacles of the Way. 
I don't remember who it's by. It's so good. And then there's another book by Trevor Moad called It Takes What It Takes. I don't, uh, I think he's actually passed recently, but, um, it's a really good mental health book. Just really set, like being present where you are and recognizing the work that you have to do in the moment in order to get to the next step. Like it takes what it takes now, like what you're doing now is what it takes to get to where you're going to be in the future. And I think the obstacle is the way is by Ryan holiday. I just remember that anyway. And so then I had a great rest of the season after I kind of figured that stuff out. And so I go into summer ball. I'm super pumped. Electric crowds, a 19, 20 year old baseball players dream atmosphere. And I was doing really well, man. I was hitting 350, which is really good, especially with a wood bat. You use metal in the college season, which is easier to hit with, and wood's a little harder to use that in summers. And I was hitting 350. I got selected to start the All Star game. There were like 20 teams there, and I was the starting second baseman. So that was a huge deal until I realized I'm the starting second baseman at the All Star game. Like, me? Sam Kirkpatrick? no like in the northwoods league man i'm not that good i see all these guys are playing at vandy ole miss tennessee texas ucla all these huge baseball schools and i'm and i'm already labeling myself as not one of them and i don't i don't want to do that it's just naturally what happens and it's this thing called imposter syndrome where when you have times of success rather than being able to use that as motivation to keep going and boosting your confidence, you kind of use that as it's like a subconscious way that you start to believe that you're, you're actually a fraud. That's not who you really are. You're not as good as your numbers, your performance have shown and you're scared that it's going to come out to other people that you're fake. That's, that's not real. And so after the All-Star game, um, I struggled. I really struggled again. And in school season, I got benched. And that was nice in the, in the way that I had time to figure stuff out, to focus on my mental health. But in the North Philly, I was still playing every single game and dealing with all of these, man, just horrible, horrible mental struggles. I went on a downward spiral even faster than I did in the school season. And I had to get out. I left the season, the team two weeks before our season ended and opened up on Instagram and with a ton of other people about my own story and just the pressures that people don't understand in sports. And I think really in life too, any performance-based aspect or so many there's so many different ways in life that you have to perform job school sports relationships with families etc there's so many different areas that you can just put so much pressure on yourself and it really really gets you down and so many different areas in which you can believe that you're not good enough that you're not competent that you're really a fraud so after I really started opening up about that, um, I kind of got this idea. I was like, wow, I had hundreds of people reach out to me on their own to share their own stories with me and, and say, Sam, well, I've gone through this exact same thing. I've never had anyone 
speak up about it. So I don't really, either I didn't really know what exactly it was that I was going through and now I understand. Or maybe it was something like, I've always had these kind of, of feelings inside that, but I didn't feel comfortable sharing them with other people until you did. So that was so empowering to hear that. And I was like, well, I want to start something more with this to spread more awareness, to encourage others to be more vulnerable. Because when, when I finally opened up with my own story, it was a huge sigh of relief. I felt just a wave of peace come over me. Shout out God. Um, but yeah. So I was like, I want to start a clothing brand. And so people can wear this message and represent vulnerability on their chest, on their hats. And I mean, hopefully some other stuff that we got coming, we got cooking, but it took a while. I, I, honestly, I had this idea in August and I didn't get going on it until the first week of January solely because I didn't have the money. Man, a college athlete is broke. <laughs> you have no time to work or really do anything besides school and sports for the most part. So I just did not have the money to start a clothing brand. And so I had all these ideas and I kept them stored away in my notes section. Or I do this weird thing whenever I have ideas. Instead of putting them in, in my notes section, I text them to myself. I text my own cell phone number. Um, I don't know anyone else that does that. It's really weird. But yeah, so they're stored away in my phone from August until December. In December, I finally, I finally start working in my winter break and get some money and I'm like, okay, I want to do this. I really want to get on top of this because so many times people have these dreams or aspirations and as time goes by, they don't really focus on them as much anymore. They don't really, they're not as passionate about them anymore, but I'm still just as passionate about starting this clothing brand. And so my girlfriend, Hey Sophia, my girlfriend, Sophia has a really good friend, um, named Sophie Pappas. Shout out Sophie, who is so talented in graphic design. I cannot draw for anything. I cannot draw at all. And so I reached out to her and I was like, hey, could you design some logos for me? And man, the first sketches I drew were so ugly. I can't even draw an arm. I can't draw a, a stick figure. I am terrible at drawing. And so I sent her my blueprints and thankfully she could translate my hieroglyphics into an actual logo and stuff. And I'd say some obstacles during that creation time were just timing was hard. Sophie was so kind and selfless to me. She was packing up to go study abroad where she is this semester in Italy. And in two or three days, we had to get all this stuff done because she was about to leave. And so I'd say that was definitely an obstacle time crunch for sure for both of us. Um, and then, like, my original logo ideas aren't any of the stuff you see now. We had to make some small adjustments. And I'd say one of the biggest obstacles was the actual design of the bicep. Okay, so the way... So the, the clothing company is called I Am Vulnerable. And it's... The way the V in Vulnerable works is the V in Vulnerable is like a flexing arm from the wrist from the top of the hand into the shoulder. So if you turn it a certain way, it looks like a V, right? But we were, when um, I was, we were designing, Sophie and I were designing the logo together, 
there are times where the bicep was way too big and it didn't look like a V at all because one side is just the forearm and it was really skinny and the other side was the bicep and it was huge. So it was just a super lopsided jacked arm, <laughs> which that random bicep was, was just massive. So shout out bicep, but um, I, I needed to a little bit skinnier to try to make it exactly, so it looked like a V. So people could tell it was supposed to be the V and vulnerable and kind of on the whole idea that being vulnerable is not actually a sign of weakness, but a sign of strength, hence the flexing arm. Anyway, so we finally get that going, and I put the logos on, some shirts, some sweatshirts, some hoodies, some hats, and I order them, and I completely put them in the wrong place. I put them, so like on the shirts and the sweatshirts, the logos you would want to be kind of right on your chest, right? I got them on top of your stomach, right on your abs. And I just... I put them way too low and they looked terrible. And I was so frustrated because I really wanted to have the photo shoot that week. And I got some friends of mine at Belmont to do some modeling for me and one of my um, homies from back home. And so I had to wait. I mean, it was such a, les a lesson in patience. And so to overcome those obstacles, I just prayed. And found some peace knowing that everything was going to be okay. I didn't have to rush. This isn't, didn't have to get done immediately. One week, one extra week to get everything right um, was definitely worth it in the long run. So I ordered more samples and I fixed where the logos were. And we finally did the photo shoot and that was such a fun day. It was so cool having some of my closest friends and a photographer who I'd never even, I'd never even met before. Her name is Bailey. Um, Bailey, you're awesome. And that was so fun. Just in seeing people step outside of their comfort zone and be vulnerable then, because photo shoots can be really awkward sometimes, especially with people who don't have a lot of experience in modeling. And so we finally got some music playing, and people and the other people I did it with started to get more comfortable and kind of let their guard down a little bit, and that was really cool to see. So I'd say the... And then we finally got it going the following weekend after I... I had to put together a whole website. I spent like 30 hours and three days, three or four days designing a website. Man, that stuff is hard. I had no idea how hard that was. But I, there's some really, let's go back to the community now. Um, my family, first off, especially my mom and dad, were super supportive about my mission, my goals, and the idea that I had for this, sharing this with their friends and family really encouraging and supporting me. And then also my, my closest friends around me who did the modeling for me and have been writing little blogs. So I have this cool section on the website called Personal Stories where every Monday someone new, it can be an athlete or non-athlete or just whoever that shares their own experiences with vulnerability and their own struggles and how they overcame them or how they're overcoming them and, and how they've grown and learn learned things through them and, I, and they're really really powerful to read and so really just anyone who's kind of gathered around me and joined in this movement and seen my vision and tried to keep it going on their own at their own college campuses has been huge so yeah community is so important especially feeling like what you're doing is important and purposeful and needed in our world today. And I think overall, the type of people I want to reach 
is everyone. Um, initially, when I'm first getting this going, I don't care about making profit. That will happen, it won't happen, whatever. I think my biggest goal is to just spread awareness and empower and encourage and urge other people to talk about their own journeys. Everybody has a story of their own life, of things that they've been too afraid to share or they're battling just within. And I mean, we both know this, you cannot go through struggles in life alone. You need God first off, and you also need other people around you, uh, kind of as a support system that gets you through and people that you can talk to and be vulnerable and be open with and stuff. And so there's an alternate logo I have for the brand called Vulnerability is Strength. And it's kind of in a circle around that flexing arm showing that trying to really trying to change the narrative that vulnerability is not a, a weak thing to do. It's not something that we should shy away from, but rather something we should absolutely attack. And we also need to provide spaces for other people to be vulnerable with us. So yeah. Um, once again, as Sasha said earlier, the website is IamVulnerable.co, not com, dot co. And the Instagram is IamVulnerable underscore. So go check those out. Go check out the personal story section. And Sasha, thank you so much for having me on here. It's truly an honor. And I'm so glad that we've been able to stay in touch. And even by doing this, just be vulnerable together. So thank you so much.